Welcome to They Mostly Podcast at Night, episode 246, Megan. This podcast has evolved. Although, yeah, really. I mean, sure. We have from the five years ago. Yeah. Just Gosh, five years. Five and a half. Five and a half. I don't know. Five. Five and five. one quarter. Five and one quarter. <laughs> Well, let's see. October, November, December, or November was our, our first posting. So, so December, January. Not like, even a full quarter. Yeah. Just say five years. Five years. How's it going? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited. We just got back from the movie, which we saw at the theaters. Yes. Very rare for us these days. It is. And we were just talking about when was the last time we were at the theater? Um, Halloween, but not the last, I think Halloween Kills, the, the second one of the new you, trilogy. Okay. And I went to the theater for the last one. Yes. So. But I was so disappointed, disappointed, <laughs> disappointed in the second one. I was like, I wasn't wasting my money. Did you look at your receipt, by the way? We paid a dollar more for our ticket than we did for our drinks. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, no, I didn't look at my receipt and now I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> Yes, because well, I was wondering, I'm like, oh, it's like $15, but we went to a matinee, so I was like, oh, how much was the, and I knew the drink was quite a bit, so. I just uh, got a small. I know, it was like uh, 5 98 or six six twenty eight for the year small. Well, that's where they make all their money, so. No, I know, but I remember the last time I went, I went for a bottle of water, it was 4 bucks this time, it was like five sixty nine. I'm like, well, I'll go oh. for an icy instead, then it's less money or wow. a little bit more, but, you know, something different, so, Yeah. It yeah, was, I mean, the prices are crazy, but I usually don't begrudge them the prices for their food because I know that's where they make I know, money. I know. I shouldn't. I shouldn't be a Carmenogy. Carmenogy. Oh, it's, I mean, it's crazy, though, to be like, okay, I just paid $6 for a small drink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whoa. 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 But that, that's why I'm using my reasoning for as to why I was like, Halloween disappointed me so badly. I couldn't. You couldn't go? Justify going to see the next one. Because all I keep thinking about is 30 Days of Nights and I Am Legend where we walked out. Uh-huh. I'm like, what a waste. What a waste. Yeah, that was what Halloween Kills. Halloween Kills was a very disappointing movie. Yeah, yeah it was horrible. Yeah. But anyway. It wasn't horrible. It was just disappointing. It was, it was just, just, yeah. wasn't what I wanted. So No. Sad. Very hard to please me at the theater. That sounds yeah. bad. Um, <laughs> I'm a cheap bitch. I don't know. It just takes a lot to please me at the theater. Well, you're paying premium dollars for your seat, you yeah, know? exactly. You want it to be worth your while. Okay. Speaking of our seats. Yeah. Speaking of our seats, those old seats that are from the original theater. Yeah. Did you notice in the ad, though? They, who was it? It was uh, Nicole, Nicole Kidman. Kidman. No, no, no. They didn't have her sitting on those crusty seats in the ad for <laughs> AMC. They had her sitting on the, the brand new blank leather banquettes that, you know. Yeah. Yeah, there's no way she's sitting in one of her asses on one of those no. crusty seats. That's with not happening. The, with the theater seating. And, yes. Yeah, the tiers of seats. Where they recline and, and they've yes. got electric. I'm like, there's no. yeah, she's not sitting her janky ass. Well, she's not janky ass, but in one of those janky seats. No, I know. I was surprised because I'm used to um, a different going to a different city, and like I'm used to like leather reclining seats. I know You're, the theater we went to is like old. old. It hasn't been refurbished, and no. Uh, it was funny because we were there, and there was two other sets of people there, and they both had little kids. Yeah, like six and seven. Yeah. 
I was surprised. I even asked one. I was like, are we in the right theater? I know. I, I, laughed. I was laughing so hard. When you, I'm I, like, why are you asking them that? I wanted to make sure because you never know. Like, look what happened to Dwight Schrute. A bear just, you know, kept waiting for a bear attack and he was in the wrong theater the whole time. <laughs> you never know when an AI doll is just going to attack and we could have been in the wrong theater, you know? Could have been a Care Bears movie. We were like, oh, well, when's the dog going to attack? Just tear these bears apart, Care Bears apart. <laughs> We're sitting there in a Care Bears movie waiting for Megan to show up. <laughs> it could happen. You don't know. I had to make sure. <laughs> this all comes back to me being a cheap bitch and not wanting to miss out. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Carnage at the movie theater. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I like some of those previews. Yeah. I'm excited. Now I got to finally see the Renfield preview. Yeah. We were just talking about that last episode because it was sent to me, but I didn't watch it yet. And then it came up, so... Um, and what was one of some of the other ones that we wanted to see? Um, cocaine Bear. Oh, Cocaine Bear. Is that really Oda in Cocaine Bear? Looks like one of his Looks last like movies. Because he just passed away this year. I love Did Ray Liotta. Oh, I have to look now. Yeah, I look like him and I was like, hmm, is that Ray Liotta? It sounded like you said, I look like him. No, no. <laughs> there was another one that's coming out that they advertised for. It's coming out like February. I'm like, what the hell is coming out in February? Um, oh... It is Ray Liotta. It is okay. That's the one that's coming out in February. Oh, and Scream. The next Scream movie is coming out. Although it was kind of a lame, lame trailer. It was them on a subway with this the guy in the scary mask. Like, come on, come on, really? Come on, you couldn't do a better fucking trailer than that. I don't know. Yeah, but Renfield looks good. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, me and, too. And um, Cocaine Bear, of course. I've been talking about Cocaine Bear since they announced it. And it's based on a true story? Well, it is and it isn't. Okay, okay, so the real story is yes. Like, um, how many pounds of cocaine was it? Let me look it up really quick. 75 pounds of cocaine. So they dropped, they had this shipment of cocaine that they were trying to smuggle into the country via plane Mm. and they dropped it out of the plane and it landed in the forest and a 175 pound black bear ate it and then died. Nice. He's now stuffed and living in a mall. What mall? I need to know so I can go visit him in pair of respects. And this happened in Georgia, but the mall he's in is in a different, is in Lexington, Kentucky. Oh, that's close to us. We can actually go check that out. We really could. Um, Knock at the Cabin was the other one. Uh, That's one. That's an M. Night Shyamalan. I will probably not go to the theater for it, but I will watch it when it's streaming because I'm not interested in seeing it. I'm a fan of David Bautista and Rupert Grint's in it too, so... Um, and it just looked kind of like fun. So, and then the last thing that I saw was, fuck, I thought it was Zendaya that was in it, but let me take a look here. Nope, it wasn't Zendaya. I don't know who the fuck it was. And it was like, um, the one where the, the mom went missing in Columbia. Oh yeah. What was that called? Was it called missing? Called missing. Oh, was it called missing? Jesus Christ. Um, it's called missing. It's coming out soon too. Except, you know what? I can't spell the word missing because there it is. It is coming out undetermined this year. Oh, release date Friday. No, that's not undetermined. That's this Friday. So that's coming out. I don't know why I thought that was Zendaya. It's not. 
Uh, but it's Nia Long and Storm Reed. So looks good. And Kevin, Kevin you're Lung. really quiet because you're not talking into the microphone. You're not talking to the microphone. And Ken Lung. Is that better? Yes. So that looks good. So, um, should we tell them who we are and what we do before we get into this stuff? Sure. We are They Mostly Podcast at Night. Mostly. We are two best friends of 25 years who bicker and banter our way through a different horror movie each week so that you don't have to. <laughs> um, we have friendship goals. Our friendship lives in the Marianas Trench of Hate, where we MMA-style duke it out when we don't see eye-to-eye on movies. Uh, warnings for spoilers ahead and expletives ahead. It's very true. All very true. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week, as we said numerous times, we did uh, saw Megan. 2023 PG-13. It was an hour and 42 minutes long. And it got a 6.7 on the IMDb, on the IMDb scale. What about that tomato meter? So glad that you asked because you see the tomato meter is certified fresh at a 95%. Critics consensus, unapologetically silly and all the more entertaining for it, Megan is the rare horror comedy that delivers chuckles as effortlessly as chills. Audience score a little bit lower, 79%. Nice, nice. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to do a little casting? Talk about the cast. Do we want to do that? Sure. Okay. So, Gemma was Allison Williams. Uh, we saw her in The Perfection, Get Out, and Girls. Katie was Violet McGraw. She was in The Haunting of Hill House, Jet, and Dr. Sleep. Megan Body was Amy McDonald. Uh, she was in uh, Sweet Tooth. Megan Voice was Jenna Davis. She was in Raven's Home and The Chicken Girls. Did you skip one too or no? I thought David was Oh, David was Ronald Chang. Uh, He was in Crazy Rich Asians and Shang-Chi and The Legend of Ten Rings. Cole was Brian Jordan Alvarez. Uh, He was in a spy movie and Stuck. Tess was Jen Van Epps. She was in No Exit and The Royal Treatment. Kurt was Stefan Garneau Monten. He was from His Fatal Fixation and Kin. Celia was Lori Dungy. She was in Lord of the Rings and the Power Rangers, various Power Rangers projects. Who was Celia? She was the dog mommy. Oh, okay. I thought that must have been who she was, but I wasn't sure. Yeah. Because no, I don't just remember a her person name. walking on the street. No, I'm just kidding. Do well, wanna... I mean, I don't remember her name from the movie. I don't remember. I don't know if they said it. Oh, they did say it a couple times. Yeah, but I mean, whatever. Um, do you want a little um, short summary? I would love one of Carnage's famous five-second summaries. Okay. Woman makes toy to entertain her niece so she doesn't have to, and things go awry. Things go very awry. Wonderful. It's a sad start to this movie, though. This is a very sad uh, beginning to this movie. Uh, so we start out in Oregon on a snowy day. Where a young girl named Katie and her parents are cruising down the very snowy road. They're headed up to a hotel for a ski trip. And um, Katie has her new birthday toy from her from her niece. <laughs> from her aunts with her. Which is, do you remember what they were called? Okay, They're like, like Furbies. Furbies. I, that's what I was thinking too. Um, let me see if I can find it here, really quickly. Uh, 
I want to call it a fucking Furby because that's what it fucking looks like. It looks like a Furby. It's even got teeth. It's creepy. No, I can't find it. Um, That's fine. It doesn't matter. Furby fakey. It was a a fake Furby. So um, while they are trying to get up this mountain, a snow truck plows into them and kills her parents. Katie's the only survivor. So, um, she's sent to live with her aunt Gemma, who is a roboticist at a high tech Seattle toy company called Funky. Um, she's supposed to be working on like a cheaper version of the toy she gave her niece, but in secret, she's been developing Megan, a model three generative Android, which is a four foot tall life size doll run by AI. Her boss, David, comes downstairs to see what she's doing, and she tries to give a demo of Megan, and it does not go well. It does not. She blows up. She blows up. (laughs) Yeah. So he's mad, and he says, put her in a closet and go back to what you're supposed to be working on. Right, because somehow... um Another company's undercut them. Like someone's selling company secrets. We later find out who it is, but. Well, yeah, they um, create a knockoff, knockoff Furby. Yeah. So they're trying to find a cheaper way to make it so it can be. Right. Still sold and, you know, whatever. So it'll still be relevant. So Gemma and Katie have a little bit of a rough start. Gemma doesn't really know what to do for Katie and Gemma doesn't really want to put in the time to get to know Katie all that much. She's really more concerned about this project that's due on Friday that is the uh, cheaper Furby knockoff. Um, And so in order to, like, help with Katie, Gemma decides to finish Megan. So um, when she finishes Megan, she she pairs Katie with Megan and her boss sees this and is just like totally overwhelmed with how awesome Megan is. And they have she's very um, she's very sophisticated AI. She's uh, got learning parameters. She can have a conversation with you. She can learn stuff. She's constantly updating her she's got video that syncs to the cloud and gps information oh god she's just like a tom tom with a laptop with a cell phone with (laughs) killing machine all in one i mean it's amazing (laughs) yeah so that's pretty cool so david sees this and he's really excited and he wants Gemma to yeah i have questions yes okay so David's like, does it cost less or more than a Tesla to make it? And like, they're like less. But they already said $100,000 of the company's money. Okay. Yeah. And then they said it's going to be $10,000 per doll. Mm-hmm. Even with manufacturing costs, how do you get down that technology to go from 100000 to 10000 in manufacturing and still make a profit? Um, like that's still a lot of tech, you know, technology. Well, I was assuming the hundred thousand was to get everything they would need to get all the kinks ironed out. And then 10,000 would be once she's finished and they know what she's doing, they can just manufacture her pretty easily. Hmm. Okay. I still feel like it's a, I feel like that's a low number for all the technology she is. 
Well, plus, like, you're talking about, okay, it's going to take a lot of mo- money to create this one doll that we really haven't done anything with. And they're talking about, no, we're going to make a bunch of dolls, mm-hmm. and it's going to cost $100,000, no, and then we only have to sell them for 10000 Yeah, no, I know that part. I just I know what the manufacturer does. Cut down on the cost of doing one custom doll. I just thought it still would cost a lot for all the... Because she's got, like, a place where it's, like, a, a sensory thing and a to smell and a processor to think and, you know, realistically respond and constantly, you know, I don't know. I just thought there was a lot to it. Well, the technology for that kind of AI already exists today. It's not that futuristic. No, I just meant putting it all together probably cost a lot is all I was saying. Yeah. Yeah. Can we build a Megan? No. Come on, 10,000 is really not a lot when you're talking about it hit money I you mean, watched the movie i i know i know and i'm thinking they try to use it for good we could try to use it for evil think about how much hit money you would you want to make megan into an like, assassin. assassins that would be amazing it would be amazing think about it think what you could do with her people have already determined it's like not gonna happen they're never gonna arm robots so i don't <sighs> think that's gonna work fine She's like, hi, Mr. Putin. I have your tea for today. Death. You know, I just thought it'd be great. It could be a fantastic way. Sure. Or for spying. Mm-hmm. And if then you lose them, you're losing a robot, you know? Okay. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm getting the look again. Damn it. Continue on. Just continue on. Ignore me. So... Gemma, no, Katie has a therapist named Lydia who comes to visit and has to, like, see them interact together, Gemma and Katie, to make sure that this placement is good for Katie because her grandparents have also offered to take her in. And they live in, like, Nashville, I think. No, no, they live in Jacksonville, Florida. Jacksonville, whatever. It's a ville. It's it's a very important ville. Florida. We know what happens in Florida. Gators get randomly tossed through drive-through windows. Exactly. Yeah, we Do exactly you want know. her to live there? Where she just have a random gator? Killer? They're like, she can't go to Florida. <laughs> Sorry, Florida. Gators just happen anywhere. Like oh, Gator Cane. Is there Gator Cane? Gators plus Hurricane? Like I know we've had Sharknado, but hello, we hurricane, need a Gator like, Cane. We need Gator Cane. <laughs> that would be an amazing movie. Oh my gosh, Gator Cane. Gator Cane should happen. That would be awesome. Sorry, anyway. Um, anyway. Um, so the next door neighbor has a dog and there's a hole in the fence and the dog comes through the hole and annoys Gemma. Um, so. Okay. Yeah. Um, so Katie's out playing in the yard and she loses one of her little arrows from her bow and arrow kit. It's just a, um, suction cup arrow. And she asks Megan to look for it. So Megan finds it. It's on the other side of the fence. This is like Terminator-esque visioning, like analyzing what arrow looks like, scanning yard, finding item. I mean, it's so cool. Yeah, it is. It is really cool. No, you're right. It is. So she tries to get the arrow back, but the dog attacks her. So um, Katie comes running to Megan's defense, and the dog bites her. Oh, poor kid. Poor kid, yeah. Um, 
So Gemma calls the cops, but the cops won't do anything. Which is bullshit because because she filed an insurance claim on that on that woman yeah. for the medical payments. Oh, yeah. Sorry, insurance speak. The insurance company will either say, hey, we're either going to drop you or you're going to put the dog down. Mm-hmm. Which sucks, but there's things that can be done. And you could file charges against them. I don't understand this. Like, I don't understand this, that there's nothing they could do. They, she has, their dog is salted. They could take it to the pound yeah. for consideration. Before. They could call animal control. They could sue her, they, which, would get, which would be against her homeowner's insurance, mm-hmm. which would then the insurance company would take action against the dog. So you have to put them down. Yeah. Trust me, I've had to say this to people. Either we will drop you if you don't put your dog down, which is unfortunate. But when you, like, bite a child. Yeah kind of a bad thing that's a bad look well it's a bad thing all the way around I mean, it is um so then that night i think it's that night right oh um, yeah it's the same night it's the same night okay so in the middle of the night megan sneaks out and kills the dog oh you can't just put it that way she can mimic voices so she mimics the dog's owners owner come on to see I think it's her name is Dewey. 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 Deucey. That's not right. <laughs> Come on, Dewey. And she drops like little treats and everything. And then she grabs the dog. But I mean, like she mimics voices very she, well. Yes, she mimics voices very well. Yeah, that is an important point that will mm-hmm. come up again. Oh, yeah. Um, She's fucking Terminator, dude. I'm telling you. Yeah. So Megan and Katie becomes closer and closer and closer. And they're like become pretty much inseparable to the point where... Katie starts being rude to Gemma and is just like, you don't understand me. Like she's going into her teen years way too early. <laughs> well, and the therapist even explains that about attachment. Yes. Theory, which, um, you know, when someone, when a kid loses their parents or whatever, um, they attach to the next closest adult, which because Gemma has replaced a parental figure with Megan, Katie has attached herself to Megan. Right. Like, overly attached. Like, obsessively attached. Yeah, she can't do anything without Megan, basically. Right. Like, she... um... Oh, I'll let you get to it. I guess we're getting to this part anyway when they're going to the school. So, Gemma decides that Katie needs to go to school because Katie was being homeschooled before by her mom. Gemma's just not smart enough for that. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Right, okay. Kidding, kidding. (laughs) I know. Gemma doesn't have the time. Um... But so she finds this like cool school where you like learn outdoors and it's for creative thinkers and um you know Katie doesn't want to go without Megan so she like brings Megan along but she won't let at first she doesn't want Katie to take Megan with her but then Katie will not get out of the car oh, so until much. Megan is allowed to come with her so Megan's supposed to stay with the other toys the toy table you can put her on the toy table yeah and Gemma's just like all right but she's a prototype so don't take pictures of her because <laughs> people care come on yeah um so the school pairs katie up with brandon this boy who's um big for his age and who is just a little shit to his mom fuck off hallie <laughs> yeah um and he is mean to Katie. They're looking for chestnuts in the woods, mm-hmm. which is weird because she's like, who likes roasted chestnuts? Let's go find some. I'm like, 
chestnuts aren't naturally roasted? What are you talking about? They pre-roasted them and then put them back out in the woods like a scavenger hunt. Don't judge this school, okay? It's very hippie-ish. <laughs> okay. So they're looking for... Um, well, anyway, Brandon bullies her. He finds this spiky nut and he pushes it into her palm and won't let they're her let go. Painful. And yeah, they are very painful. Oh, I had them. Um, and... Katie cries out in pain, and then the next thing they know, Megan is standing there in her little black pea coat, looking creepy so cute. and oh, cute. Okay, I thought she looked well. I mean, yes, she looked cute, but she also looked creepy. Oh well, yeah, of course. I mean, she's drawn that way. <laughs> yeah. So um, he grabs Megan and takes off with her, but what he doesn't know, he punches her first. Like he's a dick. Like yeah. he smacks her and punches her first, and then he takes her. Yeah. And then it gets creepy. And then it's weird. He, like, takes her shoe off, and then he, he sits on top of her. And I thought he was going to rape her at first, honestly. Like, I'm like, what, what is going to happen here? Cause it was weird. It was weird. And then Megan grabs his ear and rips his ear off. Well, he smacks her. He, she, he slaps her on the face a few more times, and yeah. then she does that. Yeah. Oh, that was... I had to hold my ear. It was like, she pulls it off. She pulls his ear off. So he runs away all scared and she chases him like she gets down on all fours and runs after him like a monkey in a peacoat. Awesome. Which was great. This Very is the part creepy. where you run. Yeah, that was a great line. And he takes off and she chases him and he falls down an embankment and falls into a road and gets hit by a car. <laughs> Brandon's gone. Gemma takes Megan and Katie home. And they have a little discussion about death and how he's in a better place now because he's at peace or something. Um, I love later Katie has a conversation with Megan about mm -hmm. it and she's like, do you think he's in a better place? And Megan's like, no. No. <laughs> she's if like, there is a heaven, boys like him don't go there. Yeah. Love that. Love that for her. That was great. Um, so Gemma starts to become suspicious of Megan here and she turns Megan off, um, because she can't, she can't find like the video footage from the day is corrupted and the GPS information from the day is corrupted before that happens though. So that's after, go ahead. I was gonna say before that happens though, um, because that happens later that night. Um, the cops come. Because Cecilia is fucking blaming Gemma. Because Dewey's gone. Mm -hmm. And she knows something did to it. And she's like actually pounding on their windows. Like, I know you did something. So Megan takes care of her that night. She does. Yeah. Um, Megan makes convincing dog whimper sounds. And lures... Uh, Cecilia into her garage where she then uh, sprays her with water to disorient her, takes a nail gun and nails her hand to a pallet <sighs> and then takes the poison spray that the lady was using on her lawn and sprays her in the face. Essentially killing her somehow. Mm -hmm. And then and the cops come back, of course. And then the cops come back, and Gemma's like, I really don't know anything about this dog. Can you tell her that? And they're like, no, no, no. 
it's the lady this time. And the detective is kind of like, where were you last night? And she's like, well, I'm, I'm here. I was here, but there's nobody but me and Katie. We, I can't really, you know, prove that. It's kind of weird that you were one place where the boy dies and we found his ear not far away and then your neighbor dies and... Yeah. Well, he says, you know, you were at the same place where the boy died. And she's like, well, I thought that was an accident. And he's like, yeah, but we found his ear like 200 yards away. So now we think it was a murder. And she's like, oh, my gosh. So this is when Gemma starts to become suspicion, suspicious of Megan. Mm. She turns Megan off and takes her to Tess and Cole, her two colleagues who have been helping her develop Megan. Um, and... Katie is really, really upset and lashes out, but, um, Gemma and Katie kind of have a good moment Mm -hmm. where, um, Gemma apologizes for her absence and tries to explain to Megan, to Katie that Megan is not helping her cope with losing her parents, but is rather just distracting her from her feelings. And Gemma says, you know, I'm going to be better. I'm going to take care of you. It'll be okay. That was after the outburst of the therapist, right? I don't know. Yeah. I, that was, so while Tess and Cole and uh, Gemma are talking, they're in the observation room. They're in the outside observation theater watching Katie with her therapist, like freaking out on her, like, throwing all of her books out of her uh, her briefcase, shoving stuff off. And Gemma comes in right as she's grabbing the scissors. Like, whoa, girl. And that's when Gemma smacks. Um, she hits. Katie smacks Gemma. Katie smacks Gemma. Yeah. And she's like, you need to go. Therapists need to go for now. We're going to have a moment. And that's, that's when they when have, they that. have their talk. Because she's freaking out because she can't see Megan. Yeah. Like, freaking out. It's like. Freaking out. Yeah. So that's when they have their good moment. And they decide it's time to leave at that point. Even though they're supposed to have the launch of Megan that night. Well, when did they um, do the thing with the investors, though? Because we missed that somewhere. Oh, crap. Yeah, they did that like a week prior. When, oh, okay. Yeah, that was like a while ago. That we'll was just before, skip over it. Yeah. So anyway, Megan's done. She did this um, thing for the investors, and the investors are all excited. And That's why they're fast-tracking the launch. So they're fast-tracking the launch. The launch. Which is going to be that night. Right. Gemma, Tess, and Cole have got Megan and they're like, okay, we need to figure out what's wrong with her. But they can't. They're looking in her program. Is, am I skipping ahead again? No, Gemma's not there. It's Cole and uh, Tess. No, I'm skipping ahead. What am I looking for? Okay, Gemma takes Katie home. Yeah. And then Tess and Cole attempt to shut Megan down, but Megan attacks them. She, Cole goes over to unhook her because she has blocked Tess out of her coding. Mm -hmm. And um, right as he takes out the last cord, unhooks it from her, she wakes up and strangles him with, um, a piece of the cord that she was attached to. Yeah, like they have like almost in handcuffs, like wrist cuffs, and she she puts that around his neck. The well, the, not the cuff, but the the line that the it's line attached that goes to. to, right? Yeah, and so um, Tess has to cut the rope 
So while she's busy doing that, Megan punctures a flammable container of gas and leaves. And then the place explodes. Or there's a small explosion. Mm-hmm. It's not... It's, the whole place doesn't explode. Which she but. then turns off the fire alarms. Right. Know. She turns off the fire alarms and goes on her way. And then she comes across the CEO. And she does this cute little dance for him. And he's like, what in the world are you doing? And it's creepy because she's just got this blank look on her face the right. whole time. That she's doing this like elaborate dance with her arms and legs. And he's just like, oh my gosh, what is going on? And she grabs... Um, one of those guillotine paper cutters yep. and she pulls the, the, the sharp edge off. So it's like a machete almost. Which they're not that sharp. We've used them at work. They're not, you and I both used them at the shop, music store. They're not, they're sharp, but they wouldn't, they wouldn't do what they did. Yeah. If they're properly sharpened, they would. Do you would. think? They yes. Would, the ones know. that we had were very dull. Uh, just like us. <laughs> No, I've had a sharp version of those. They are, really? yeah, when okay. I worked at Auburn, we had ones that they kept sharpened and they oh, are okay. very sharp. Well, now I want one and sharpen it, so no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so she stabs the CEO and then the, um, well, the elevator opens to show the CEO's assistant and Kirk, he's like, yeah. hold the door, hold the door, hold the door. And he's <laughs> running for the elevator and Kirk's like jamming the door, door close button. <laughs> But he gets his hands in the door at the last minute and pulls the um, the door open right as he gets stabbed through the back with the paper cutter blade. And um, Megan tells Kirk this story about how the CEO figured out he was stealing secrets and um, he couldn't, it was him or, you know, it was like, one or the other and he killed the ceo and then he couldn't live with himself and she slits his throat yes and then the lift goes up and it goes up to the floor where they're all gonna practice their looks of shock and awe when they see megan (laughs) and megan comes strolling out of the elevator and somebody looks and sees what's in the elevator and everybody starts screaming and frantic and frantic and panicking and she just strolls out the front door to the ceo's car unlocks it with her magical technology powers and slides inside and drives to Gemma and katie's house hacking any computer i imagine she can hack anything no i no i mean i totally believe it um she just she hacked the car's computer anything with a computer she can well luckily she didn't like launch like nuclear missiles or something honestly we are lucky she was nowhere near those (laughs) because she may have done it um so Gemma is working trying to see uh trying to figure out what's going on with Megan when Megan shows up and they have a confrontation in the house with Katie waking up and coming out to see what's going on but um Megan and Katie both or Megan and Gemma both convinced Katie to go back to bed. Mm-hmm. Well, and Megan using Katie's voice, uh, right. Gemma's voice, so um so Gemma attempts to shut Megan down again, but Megan overpowers her and actually is like, "Guess what? I'm now becoming an expert in palliative care, which means I can paralyze you and you could even bite off your tongue and I'll take care of you and no one can ever separate me from Katie." <laughs> and it's like, "Ah!" <laughs> That's to give her a lobotomy with the same pen that uh Yeah. <laughs> 
So um, Katie stumbles upon them and realizes what's going on, and she uses uh, bros, bros, Bruce. <laughs> bros she gets a bunch of bros together and they come over are they bronies yeah yes they are that's that's why they're like oh little girl we'll help you we understand friendship is magic <laughs> oh my god okay i'm done um, anyway <laughs> so she uses bruce who is a, a robot that um Gemma built in college but he in order to use him you have to use these like power glove looking things so cool. um to uh tell him what to do and so Katie grabs these gloves and she uses Bruce to tear Megan apart and um and like smash her head in and stuff but it looks like Megan's going to win um, because she manages to pull her torso up. Her. <laughs> yeah, and she's gonna... Bruce falls over, so he's useless. Well, he actually trapped Gemma. Yeah. He trapped Gemma for a bit, yeah. Yeah, he was... He fell, He falls over onto Gemma, and Gemma's kind of stuck. Um, but... He slips on... He slips on uh, Megan's lower half. Yeah, he does. It's kind of funny. Um, so... Megan apparently has decided that enough is enough. She's going to be her own woman and she's going to kill Katie. Bitch. For betraying her. But um, Gemma um, manages to like pull um, Megan's face off and pulls out her eyes and pulls out her processors and everything. And everything that's left is her brain, which Katie then stabs with a screwdriver because she knows that's her brain because Gemma showed her on Bruce. Right. Um, so Megan's finally quote unquote lifeless. Um, so Gemma and Katie go outside just as the police arrive with Tess and Cole who are okay. They didn't die in the explosion. But um, as they leave the house, we realize that Megan has hacked into Gemma's smart home device and it looks at them as the movie ends. Yes. Um, I think this is one of the first PG-13 horror movies we've done, is it not? I mean, I can't think of any off the top of my head. Usually it's always rated R. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I don't even know why I do give the rating anymore, I was thinking. Um, I know they said they had shot um, an original. Uh, there's a there's another unedited cut that the body count's much higher and the film's much gorier. Oh. They hope to release that unrated cut someday, but they um, they they were shooting it as an R rated, but they, they noticed it was so close to a PG-13 and they figured that teenagers are the ones that are going to want to see this that they kind of shot down and toned down everything. Um, so that they could have it as a PG-13 movie. Because I best Drag to Hell. Um, drag Me to Hell was very effective, and it was a PG-13 horror. Oh, which I haven't me, seen that I one yet. I didn't know so. Drag Me to Hell was only PG-13. I haven't yeah. seen it either, but it's been on my list. Yeah, so. Because um, that was one of my things. was like, well, it wasn't gory enough. <laughs> there wasn't a high enough death count. Like, I wanted her to go, like, totally, like, kill everyone that was in that conference. Like, I wanted, like, a Kill Bill crazy 88 scene with the Megan as the bride. I don't know. I wanted something to make. 
It, big. See, it didn't bother me that there wasn't a lot of kills, but I would like to see the unedited version. I think mm. that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I just want to see who else she kills in the unedited version. Mm-hmm. So, like, who else really is there? Because that's really the only people that we interacted with. Unless the police officer. Unless that cop kept coming and be like, okay, he knows too much. We got to take him down now. And she stalks him in the, you know, the night and kills him. This is interesting. They say that there was an animatronic puppet version of Megan that they used for filming, which included radio-controlled facial expressions and automated lip sync for the dialogue. Okay. And a puppeteer physically moved her head and body. Um, this song, this movie needed less singing. Can we agree on that? Yes. Okay, thank you. It was so weird when she would burst into song. I was just like, really? <laughs> I was like, no, no, no. That's yeah. unnecessary. Yeah. <laughs> Some other guy in the audience didn't like it either. He made a noise when she first burst into song, like a come on noise. And I was just <laughs> like, he gets it. Oh, uh, you're with us, dude. It's fine. Yeah. But what'd you think? This uh, is your pick. What'd you think? I liked it. I thought it was good. Um, there wasn't a lot of killing, but I thought that the beginning, like, establishing everything was really necessary. So, um, and you really felt for Katie and Gemma, especially Katie. Mm-hmm. Um, but, so I thought that was necessary, but I just absolutely loved, like, I got really excited when Megan finally started killing <laughs> It was yes. like, yes, Thankfully. finally. But yeah, it did take a little bit to get there, but that makes sense. So that's a natural kind of. Yeah. Natural. It, was, it would make no sense if she was like Chucky. Yeah. Right off the bat killing. Right. So, or a Terminator right off the bat. But you see her evolution into the killer who will protect Katie at all costs. <laughs> Until she turns on Katie and then uh, we're fucked. Yeah. I really kind of wanted. Um, and this kind of gets into fan fiction because I'm assuming there isn't any yet. There is one, actually. Oh, really? Uh, well, one crossed with Chucky. There's some others out there that aren't uh, crossed with anything. So. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. So there's fan fiction already. That's there cool. Is. I was just going to say it'd be cool if Katie didn't turn on Megan and they killed Gemma and they go off together and Megan becomes Katie's like forever companion and they turn into a bunch of like psychopaths. All right. That's definitely a story that happens happened <laughs> somewhere that's interesting i am um, i don't know the and it's stupid because i know it's it's not the only time it's ever been used before but the beginning reminds me of like mostly martha where it's the the aunt trying to you know the single aunt trying to cope with raising a kid now and not doing well and not knowing how to communicate or connect and I don't know what Mostly Martha is. I haven't so. made you watch Mostly Martha. Oh, okay. It's a Danish film. Oh, okay. Uh, where that's what happens. The oh, sister really boring. dies. It's not boring. It's wonder. You shut up. It's wonderful. They remade it in the U.S. like two years later. Whatever. It was Danish. It was amazing. Shut up. But it's really good though. But it's like kind of like that theme, like not being able to connect, not being able to communicate. Mm-hmm. You know. And then having someone come in and intervene. Well, in this case, it's something. Yeah. Come in and intervene. And then, like I said, it's mixed with Terminator and Chucky. And, mm-hmm. But it's interesting. Interesting twist on things. Yeah, they're already developing a sequel. Are they really? Mm-hmm. Is it called My Buddy? 
Make sure it's called my buddy. Kid sister. Is it called Meathforgan? It's called kid sister. Oh, it is kid sister? Kid sister. Can no. you please tell them about the uh, meme? Oh, okay. So if you're, if you're part of our Facebook group, you've seen this meme because I posted it this morning. But um, there is a meme with the teacher from Key and Peel um, who gets everybody's name wrong. And he's going, I've got my eye on you, Mathregan. <laughs> and it just cracked me up. Mathregan. Mathregan. It was really hard for me when I was doing the um, episode intro not to call it Mathregan. You should have. It would have been funny anyway. <laughs> um, I love how the uh, you got the kid actor, but the it's like an adult, almost an adult, uh, 2004. What is that, a 16-year-old? 18-year-old? 19-year-old playing the voice for Megan. Oh, really? Like she sounds like a kid, but she's mm-hmm. an adult. So I'm just looking up her to see if she's in the next Megan. No, she's not, though. Okay. All right, so. Well, they're just developing it now. I doubt they've cast anyone. That makes sense. What else would you like to add in about this movie? Um, Do you want to rate it? Yeah, if we're all good. Um, You go first, your pick. Um, I'm going to give it an eight and a half. I thought it was good. I'd watch it again. Okay. Um, I still feel like I need to marinate on it. I, like, I can come up with a, uh, you know, we just watched it. Sometimes I need to, think, need to think about it. But my gut is giving it like a 7.286. Okay. So I liked it. But I want to see the underrated version. Oh, I do too. Yeah, And sure. um, I want to watch it again for sure to see if that sticks. So because sometimes on second view and I actually like movies better. So, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to go back to the theater. I'll probably be a cheap Wait bitch and, for it. Yeah. Stream, stream it. somewhere. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Unless it's on Disney plus and then I won't watch it at all because I'm not fucking buying Disney plus. Yeah. So yeah, for sure. <laughs> Anything else you want to add or do you want to pimp us to get out? No, um, I'll just pimp us. So we are part of the morbidly beautiful podcast network. Morbidlybeautiful.com is your place for all things horror and they have a great podcast network. So if you like us, um, you know, go over the, Link will be in the show notes. Check them out. Check out their podcast network. And you might find another show that you really love. So, you know, that'd be awesome, right? More horror. That's all what we all want, right? Yes. Um, if you want to interact with us, we are on social media. We're on Facebook. We have a Facebook group. We have an Instagram. We have a slasher and a Twitter and a good pods. And we are at podcast at night on all of those places. Um. Uh, we would really appreciate reviews. It only takes like five minutes. You can leave a review wherever you listen, and we really appreciate it. And if you've got some cash to flash and you want to support us monetarily, we do have a merch store that we will link in the show notes as well. So that's it from me, Chaos. I'll just say thanks for listening and stay bloodthirsty, friends. Good night from Carnage. And as always, we're filmed in front of a live studio audience of laser pointing chasing cats. <laughs> Bang.